The FCPA Compliance Report is the longest-running podcast in compliance, engaging a wide variety of compliance-related guests and topics. Each week, Tom Fox brings you the top commentators and information which will inform your compliance program going forward. Join us again for the top podcast in compliance, hosted by the voice of compliance, Tom Fox. The FCPA Compliance Report is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This is Tom Fox. I would like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series I'm doing in conjunction with the Azevedo Sete law firm, which is headquartered in Sao Paulo, Brazil. The series is entitled From the Unthinkable to a Culture of Compliance, and it deals with issues important to U.S. companies and other companies doing business in Brazil. In this episode two, I visit with Luis Salas, and we consider the cultural differences around investigations in Brazil, as well as antitrust compliance. This special five-part podcast series on From the Unthinkable to a Culture of Compliance is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode. And today I have with me Luis Salas, and we are going to take a look at some issues around investigations and antitrust compliance in Brazil. So first of all, Luis, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you, Tom. My pleasure. I was wondering if you might be able to give our listeners uh, your professional background. Uh, I like to say, Tom, that my professional sort of mission is threefold. First, I help companies, trade associations, and governments build bridges over the troubled waters of international trade, both in Brazil and globally. Uh, Second, I coach companies and individuals in their anti-corruption and antitrust compliance and investigation efforts. And third, I help companies have their M&A transactions cleared by the Brazilian Competition Authority, uh, which is called CADE. Um, I think one of the things that challenges many uh, U.S. companies and indeed U.S. compliance practitioners and practitioners uh, outside of Brazil are what you have called Brazilian factors. So why must a company must take Brazilian factors into account for any investigation? Uh, I think the best way to answer your question, Tom, is, is to quote another famous Tom. Uh, the Brazilian poet, musician, and diplomat, probably best known for having composed the song Girl from Ipanema, Tom Jobim. Now, Tom Jobim once said that Brazil is not for beginners, and that is very true. Now, while there have been major developments in the way business is run in the country in the wake of the famous uh, car wash or Lava Jato uh, operation, It remains the case that Brazil is very complex in terms of its legal regime and its socioeconomic and cultural environment. As a result, I think, uh, while companies and investigation guidelines may aim for uh, universality, that is, from the company's perspective or standpoint, uh, simply copycatting those compliance and investigation guidelines from other countries is probably not the best approach for Brazil. So what are some of the things uh, you would suggest a company should consider uh, in terms of uh, taking these Brazilian factors into account, Louise? Uh, I think the first uh, really important factor to take into account is interdisciplinarity and the importance of an interdisciplinary approach uh, to those investigations. Now, doing business in Brazil 
can be a very complex endeavor, despite the fact that Brazil has consistently figured among uh, the top 10 economies in the world in terms of GDP or uh, foreign direct investment, and despite uh, genuine attempts to reduce regulatory complexity and cut red tape in the country. Uh, as many know, Brazil ranks poorly in global doing business rankings, and some of the issues that explain uh, Brazil's low rankings are difficulty in starting a business, dealing with construction permits, or registering property, paying taxes, and trading across borders. Now, this regulatory complexity is challenging for the implementation and administration of compliance programs and investigation, investigations. And this complexity, complexity is largely explained by the interaction of different specific areas of the law, many of which come into play during an internal investigation. Uh, take, for example, Brazilian labor law, which sets very strict boundaries for a proper investigation. Now, many commentators view labor law and Brazilian courts as significantly, significantly pro-workers. Now, this bias may be slowly shifting as things evolve in the country, but being mindful of that context is paramount to avoid liabilities caused by mishandlings during investigations. Labor law is also key at the back end of the investigations. Now, companies approach to remedying employee misbehavior of whatever nature in Brazil is subject to strict labor law requirements. Particularly, uh, if a company is terminating an employment contract for cause, which is less expensive, uh, the company will be subject to very stringent conditions, uh, including immediacy, proportionality, non-discrimination, as interpreted by Brazilian protective labor courts. Now, even where there is a strong evidence of misbehavior as a result of that, companies often opt to terminate employment contracts without cause, which is more expensive to them, uh, due to a risk that termination for cause uh, may result in legal liability uh, when uh, the, the, the situation moves to a court. So uh, terminating without a cause can avoid litigation, uh, but it's more expensive. Uh, now, Tax uh, is another area that could be highlighted. Uh, Brazil uh, tax maze is full of special regimes, exceptions, exceptions to the exceptions. It can be difficult to understand accounting and finance practices and to draw lines between fraud or tax evasion and reasonable business planning during an internal investigation. And Tom, we could carry on for hours and mention several other areas of concern. Now, for instance, privacy law can impact on companies' ability to monitor and investigate. Uh, criminal law limits the way that conduct should be described and assessed in internal memos and reports. Administrative law is important to understand business uh, uh, issues arising from public contracts and so on. So I'd say a key takeaway is interdisciplinary is a very important factor and broad awareness of Brazilian laws is crucial for running compliance programs and investigations here in the country. Brazil is the world's fifth largest comp country. And I think one thing many compliance practitioners and others outside of Brazil really fail to appreciate is not simply the physical size of the country, but the differences in local cultures. So I was wondering if you might give your thoughts on why internal investigations need to take literally a wide variety of local culture into account when performing an investigation in Brazil. 
Yeah, definitely, Tom. I think Brazilian socioeconomic factors and local cultures are another key factor for the administration of investigations. Now, if we speak very broadly and generally, certain traits distinguish Brazil and Brazilians from advanced Western capitalist economies and professionals from these countries. Some of the Brazilian traits have changed as a compliance culture is superimposed on the traditional sort of Brazilian business culture. Uh, Yet, recognizing those more traditional traits at, at a broad level remains crucial. Now, probably the best example of a distinct traditional Brazilian trait is what we locals call the jeitinho, Uh, Dar um jeitinho, in Portuguese, translates as finding a way out by circumventing or bending rules or conventions. Now, this trait has been nationally celebrated as a kind of street smartness, as a method of social navigation to creatively survive in a country where not all institutions function efficiently and effective all of the time. The flip side of that is that the Brazilian jeitinho opens a door for questionable questionable privileges, and is often used as a self-serving justification for legal violations. Uh, As a related matter, and this varies from region to region, Brazilians may have a hard time to keep professional and personal relationships separated. This sort of personalistic culture, to a higher extent in certain regions than in others, can have several impacts on compliance investigations. For instance, because wealthy families may be relatively few, especially in, in more remote, remote parts of the country, and part of a self-contained uh, business community, and because this part of the population also has a bigger presence in high-ranking official positions in local politics, chances are that a company's owners, board, C-suite, will have close, very personal relationships with other companies' heads and also with politically exposed persons. The impacts on investigations can be manifold. For example, there may be a strong resistance to whistleblowing because a Brazilian may not wish to blow the whistle on their buddy. Uh, Or another impact is you have to be cautious before issuing hold notices because there is a risk that information may leak or physical documents may become unavailable. Potential interviewees will talk to one another. And then, of course, there's differences in behavior from region to region, state to state, and even city to city, uh, language-wise, gesture-wise, and in the professional behavior. Now, uh, even if there have been very important and fast compliance developments at at the federal executive level, and in some states and cities, in many places, compliance is yet to move from paper uh, to, to, to action, I think. Luis, I was wondering if you could explain the nexus between anti-corruption investigations and antitrust violations and or investigations in Brazil. Sure, Tom. Uh, So uh, antitrust law can be heavily implicated in anti-corruption investigations and vice versa. Now, almost any anti-corruption investigation that will refer to a public bid, uh, which is a huge number of cases in Brazil, will have its own mirror antitrust probe and vice versa. Now, this nexus also offers interesting examples of the impact of the two factors that we've just discussed, uh, interdisciplinarity and and culture. Now, take interdisciplinarity to begin with. Car wash or Lava Jato is broadly broadly perceived uh, worldwide as an anti-corruption probe. However, Almost all major instances of corruption 
have allegedly taken place in the context of public bids and have given rise to cartel, parallel cartel investigations by the Brazilian Antitrust Authority, which is called uh, CADE, C-A-D-E. Now, the, the parallelism between anti-corruption and antitrust has many impacts. Now, take leniency. Leniency has different regimes and consequences under anti-corruption and antitrust laws. But one leniency agreement in one area can affect a leniency agreement in another area. Hence, coordination becomes very important from a settlement and remediation perspective. Now, if we uh, skip on to local culture, uh, family business still abound in Brazil, and there is clearly a small and connected community of the wealthy in the country where people have close personal and professional contacts. The resulting business environment is more prone to anti-competitive business arrangements at a very high corporate level because these people know each other. So these business arrangements may be very difficult to detect, prevent, and punish precisely because they take place at a higher level and that level may in practice, if not in theory, be beyond the normal reach of our compliance raters. Louise, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but I was wondering if our listeners wanted more information on either yourself or the firm, where can they go? Uh, so uh, information about the firm can be easily found at our website, uh, com. Uh, and I would also, Tom, uh, advise listeners to take a look, a look at the website of the Brazilian Antitrust Authority and the Office of the Controller General, uh, which has several uh, guides uh, available in English, taking into account this Brazilian perspective. Luis, I wanted to thank you for taking the time to visit with me. This has been a fascinating discussion of a lot of different issues, and I hope we can continue the conversation. Thank you so much, Tom. Great pleasure. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this special five-part series I'm doing in conjunction with lawyers from the Azevedo Sete firm in Sao Paulo, Brazil. I'm going to link to their website in the show notes, so if you need any help in Brazil, check them out. I hope you will join me again for another episode. This special series has been a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.